0: Aloha passengers, welcome back to Flying s solo I'm your captain, now Murray speaking. Lucky you're getting an episode this week after I achieved worldwide Twitter fame and Instagram fame all in the same week by doing what I do best, being historically knowledgeable about sport and being damn funny whilst doing it. Yep, so the clip from the United Stand from the Newcastle game last year was resurfaced this week. And I got absolutely zero credit for it. So I presume this podcast will continue to have 15 listeners. Uh, The clip where basically I was correct for eight odd minutes about Harry Maguire, Woodward, little bits of other things such as Paul Pogba and Jimmy Butler. Was that the next one? I can't remember. Obviously David McCann did try and claim credit for it even though it was an interview where I was in a different country from him. But God, that guy, he's, he's always an inspiration to me. Uh, for how not to live this week the rest of the podcast you're gonna have to pay 15 pound for That's right. We're implementing the BT sport rules for this podcast from this point on BT sport have now decided that they're going to do pay-per-use for the football For non televised games BT sport are going to charge you 15 note to watch non televised football so instead of paying 15 quid for a UFC event with like Khabib John Jones any of those guys you pay 15 quid to watch Palace play Villa doesn't seem highly likely uh, doesn't seem like the sort of thing I'll personally be doing but go ahead BT you do you you try that see how it goes hope he's hope he's doing a right good job with it I am also going to be talking about everyone's favorite thing in football the international break, because we all know, what's better than watching fucking Slovakia play Spain, or watching Slovakia beat the Republic of Ireland. The Beehives will be back, uh, not playing good football or uh, generally in contention for anything. But we'll be back for a boozy one. But oh, there'll be a boozy one, hat. I obviously was supposed to be at the game because a friend of the show, Karen Diamond, booking me a ticket in the Sunflower Bar, but. Didn't quite happen. So I've decided to take a nice easy winter off uh, until Celtic Milan. That, that that will be my next footballing excursion. And you guys will get to watch the vlog. Unfortunately I was robbed of the YouTube title. I snuck into Ireland Slovakia as a press member. OMG it worked. That, that video probably would have broke 8 billion views. So we're going to have to wait until the next viral sensation. International break. What's that all about? England played Wales. wasn't very good. wasn't wasn't very worth the watch. Uh not very great gambling being done either. Given you know, it's a horrible, horrible fixture list. And I hate everything. I miss Fantasy Premier League. If I'm being very honest, I can't go a full week of watching sports. Without a week of just a generally disappointing 55 point performance from my fantasy Premier League team. So this is going to be a real shock to the system when I'm forced to watch fucking the great Saturday fixture list of Luxembourg, Cyprus, Montenegro, Azerbaijan, Faroe Islands, Latvia and Liechtenstein, Gibraltar. People genuinely fucking enjoy international football. Those people are brain dead. How the fuck can you sit down and go I'm excited for this fixture list? Like, this is a bit of me. Like, what I want to watch is Liechtenstein, Gibraltar. That is an absolute fucking shambles. Oh, but it's alright, because in the late games you have Andorra, Malta, Spain, Switzerland, and Ukraine, Germany. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Oh, dear God. Oh, but you'll you'll get up early on the Sunday for Kazakhstan, Albania. Like, what in the fucking name of holy good Christ is this fixture list? Like, Not only are we risking... The transmission of the the disease... Whilst all the players are away on international duty... With players who... Not only do they not play for the same club... Most of them don't even play in the same country... So we're risking mass transmission... Of the disease... Whilst they're away on international duty... To watch fucking Lithuania play Belarus... Are we fucking right in the head? Like as a football fan base... How could we not just have said sack international football? Like we know who the best teams in Europe are. Just let them play the Euros. Just let them play the Euros. Just pick the Euros on current world ranking. I don't really care. Like there's not going to be mass outcry. If fucking Wales miss out in that Euro spot. Like who gives a fuck? I'd rather Wales miss out the Euro spot and we actually get to see the Euros and we get a full season of Premier League Football and I guarantee if it comes back that like 15% of players are infected we have to postpone games I'm throwing hands with every international football federation it's happening me versus all of them and Lord Sebastian Coe. i wanted to fight that guy for legitimately nine years I've I've took my time I've built myself up I'm not 12 anymore like when i wanted to first fight him now i'm ready so lord co you watch it see next time you're getting presented with any sort of award or anything be careful i don't come up behind you and beat you over the fucking back of the head with it be very fucking careful basketball everyone's just turned off (laughs) everyone's all fuck that nah he's gonna get too in-depth lakers they're gonna seal the finals tonight LeBron James is about to be a four-times chip winner and probably should be eight-times finals MVP. I'm delighted because probably going to be his last chip given the Minnesota dynasty starts next year because as soon as Devin Booker signs, it's over. Also, this week, the NFL is once again plagued with the COVID. Bad way look. Bad way, look as the COVID in the NFL look. Like, along with pay-per-view football, and bad, bad, bad football this weekend, there has been uh, an article released today that said Ed Woodward personally declined the Erling Haaland transfer. That wasn't necessarily the best move. I'm not sure if that was a real good one. For you to turn down, probably the hottest prospect in Europe at the minute, but maybe maybe you wouldn't jail well with future, future player Jaden. You no, know, they those two seem to have quite a good connection. I can't really get too antsy with this because I personally wasn't very pro Holland at the time, uh, given Magic Mason and all that. But if it meant that we moved Mason out wide, out wide right, Marshall out left, and played Holland through the middle, yeah, that that probably would have worked. That prop that that might have worked, or even God fucking forbid we could have played two strikers. No, 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 couldn't have, couldn't run. No, nah, not Manchester United playing two strikers couldn't exist. Nah, how are we how are we gonna how are we gonna have two defensive midfielders then? Silly, stupid. Now you gotta have two defensive midfielders. You gotta have Nemanja no Matic. Fuck me! I hate my club. I hate everything about my club. The dust has settled on transfer deadline day, as we all know. I did a wonderful summary of the proceedings that happened at Manchester United Football Club. Uh, Why it's not being funny doing it? To be fair to me, had I, I, I didn't I didn't quite delve into humor because of how fucking angry I am about what is going on at my club. But uh since then it has it has been revealed that my club's new number seven is thirty three year old journeyman striker Edison Cavani. Uh the same the same jersey that is worn by United Greats, George Best, Cristiano Ronaldo and Michael Owen. I can't I I can't do it. I can't physically do it. My club give the number seven jersey to Edison Cavani he's also he's also already come out to say it, like he has an option to stay for two years he's already come out and said I'm I'm looking forward to the next two years so that's that's great negotiating on Ed Woodward's part you fucking moral. astute businessman Ed Woodward by the way uh, astute with everyone except footballers god that guy that guy will negotiate fucking colo colo under the table but he cannot touch footballers Guy's a moron. Any other news in the United front? No, we're still shit. We're still really, really shit. Pogba had a press conference today where he was talking about how much, he'd, how much Real Madrid are a dream for any footballer to play for. That's until you get there, lose the ball 15 minutes into your debut and the Real Madrid fans have fucking killed you off already. They're not exactly the most forgiving fan base, Paul, given we've fucking put up with the biggest amount of bullshit ever put forth in a footballing career from you in the last two seasons. You numbskull. Fucking took nine months off to find yourself with Jimmy Butler in Miami and came back fucking somehow worse. Came back. Giving the ball away after receiving it from Aaron wan bissaka six times a game. But still our only world class player. Like Jesus fucking Christ. The world has really turned on Harry Maguire. It's good to see. It's almost as if scoring like two goals in an England World Cup campaign. Whilst playing in a three. Might inflate someone's transfer value. It's almost as if someone said that from the very second he signed. The very second that he set foot in this club, I said that. But Niall just hates everything to do with United. Maybe I just care too much. Maybe that's it. Maybe it just hurts me, down to my very core. Every time I have to watch Manchester United play football. Do you ever think of that? Do you ever think of the pain I go through? When I have to see Tony Marshall, Marcus Rashford, just... Size up a full back, shift either side, shift either side, just run straight into. him. How do you think that makes me feel? How do you think I feel when Bruno misses his fourth back heel again? It's not great. Not a great feeling for me now. It it maybe would hurt me. Right in the chest. The good news is Eric Eric Bay Harry Maguire's perfect partner, is injured again. Uh so that's That's what now, four seasons for Bay at United. However, apparently this time Eric Bay's injury is not serious. Unluckily for us, because that means he has to play next game. I don't know if he does play. If I'm being honest, because I'll be the first to say, he wasn't great against Spurs. He re- he really wasn't. But at the same time, he's a damn type battle of the Maguire. It is four seasons he sent in 2016. Yeah, he's a damn type battle of the Maguire that again Saul Campbell on the fucking couch right now is better than Maguire Titus Bramble is better than Maguire and me and Dave had an extensive debate about whether former New Zealander Ryan Nelson of Blackburn fame is better than Maguire I think Maguire might just edge that one but fucking he's not touching Christopher Samba in his prime who went to Anz McCatchcala remember them what happened to them there's a season or two where Anzi McHatch was just send everybody. I knew certain Roberto Carlos was playing and managing for them at some stage. The most overrated footballer of all time, Roberto Carlos. You remember him? You probably remember him from one particular moment and not much else. You don't remember him getting skinned week in, week out. Because he wasn't very good at defending. But the good news is he also wasn't very good at attacking. Sure. Anzi are 15th in the Russian Premier League currently. That's that's not a good look. Maybe they need to bring back some of the glory sounds, like when Samuel Attu was making somewhere in the the figures kept changing on the Lad Bible in twenty thirteen out uh, what Samuel Attu was making per minute and Zima Kachkala. But it was at least eighty five million per second, from what I saw. And he could buy four Bugalis every two minutes. And that famous stat that if he dropped if he dropped 25 quid, it wouldn't be worth his while to drop down and pick it up. I fucking hate those stats. I hate those stats. It's like me when I win the Millie Maker this week. I'm still going to drop down and pick it up, lad. I honestly don't know what's going on in the football world these days. Very, very unimpactful night of football last night. Like, really bad. But the good news is Japan and Cameroon drew 0-0 today. So that's that's always something. That's always something to to take into account, you think. Maybe the international break's worth it after all. Because Japan drew 0-0 today. Like, good Christ, what are we doing? What are we fucking doing? Postponing league football in the time of a worldwide pandemic when we're not sure if the league is going to be able to continue for the full season to play Denmark versus the Faroe Islands. Or Estonia-Lithuania. It doesn't make any sense. Like did we really need to cancel. Or sorry. Not cancel obviously. Did we really need to postpone. Serie A fixtures. So Italy could go pump Moldova 6-0 last night. Is that entirely necessary. I understand playing the playoffs. Because. That way there was a chance. The plucky Irishman could get in. The Euros. But there's also a Very. Very. Very, 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 very large chance that the Irish are terrible and would thusly bottle that chance. And we knew that in advance. So why did we not just cancel that game and let Slovakia have it so I don't have another night of sheer and utter depression at watching the Irish tumble out a la the 5-1 Denmark game which led to one of the worst sequences of events in my life on the followings following parties day what else do we have in the sporting world this week the baseball's been interesting <laughs> the listeners they're all what he watches baseball too i watch everything i have no life i have absolutely no life speaking of the world series of bowling culminated this weekend and soon to be six-time player of the year, Jason Belmonte, he swept up. He was all sweep, sweep, sweep at the Chameleon Championship. 16-time major winner, Sean Rash, won the Cheetah. And BJ Moore won his second ever major at the Scorpion. That was... I knew. I watched them all yesterday. Have you think, now now can't possibly have time to watch ball? What the fuck else am I going to do? What else am I going to do? I have nothing I have nothing better to do. Apart from do a, a great podcast. Has a lot of potential. If I can just become funny again. Oh it'll be good. It'll become really good if I can just will myself. Drag myself up by the bootstraps. And become funny again. I don't know when that's going to happen. Maybe. Maybe our celebrity guest for the show. Will be able to bring it out i let you wait on that one he's a he's a big name too he's a proper big name wink wink hush hush (laughs) very good very good now (sighs) international break what a great time i don't know how many i'm gonna listen back to this and the entire podcast is just gonna be me going international break eh? that's worthwhile what a great time F1 returns to the Nürburgring this week. Andrew McLaren, He's picked up. He's all. It's about damn time. You had the balls to talk about it. It's about damn fucking time. I predict. That Valtteri Bottas. Continues his hot streak. And wins that race. I think it's for him. I actually don't know what the driver's standings look like at the moment. I imagine. It's not great for a Lewis Hamilton hater like myself. I've got a lot of editing to do this weekend because of how much I've yammered in this podcast that isn't going in. Bear in mind I did save you about the fastest ever half century in the Indian Cricket League this week. Count your blessings. It happens like a minute and forty five. I'm just regurgitating sports that least not I'm not I'm not even attempting to be funny. I'm not even attempting it. God. I don't even know what I'm going to bet on this week. Probably heavily NFL based. But I don't know if I'm going to get odds anywhere else on the on the old wonderful football fixtures. What's so high? Is this? is the whole point of this international break not that we're fitting three international fixtures in where it should be two. While well, there's still no good games. Portugal-France play in a potential revenge game, which is huge. Uh, that, is a, that is a huge narrative of the whole thing, that uh, there will be a potential revenge game. But at the same time, it's not, it's not a true revenge game. It's not like the fabled Mauricio Pochettino-José Mourinho double revenge game. Which I will continue to back till the day I die. Listeners, I'm not going to lie to you. Since the last segment, I have left at about six or seven hours. Went bowling. Had a great time. Bowled very well. Anyone asking? have no idea what I was talking about before I left. So I'm going to assume that I covered the international break. I remember saying that a few times. Covered the international break pretty, pretty well. Uh, so it's time to get in to the staple of the Flying says this is a solo podcast and it's our friends of the show topics by god my Instagram stories haven't got much interaction not not I did. I'm trying to get a friends of the show topic I might start sending out a weekly fax so uh, DM me to get on that fax list uh, friend of the show Jack Flanagan great lad good young fella Sent in two topics and one of them was an old friend of the show, Mr. Sunin being right the whole damn time with his story about John Jones hiding under the Jackson Wink ring to avoid USADA while supposedly claiming it was for weed when he hid under a ring from the drugs testing agency for eight hours even though they don't test for THC on Fight Week. That is a big yikes for a man who has had legitimately, I'd say, seven of the top ten biggest MMA yikes moments of all time. Bad, bad luck. So that came out in his beef with Israel Adesanya this week. I, I was surprised that he admitted to essentially avoiding a drugs test for six hours under a ring. In twenty fifteen, around the time it is claimed that he was juicing, uh, a bit of a bit of a bit of a blunder uh, on his part, bit of a silly one. But that is probably going to go down as the second most impactful MMA news of the week. For it would appear that a certain Dublin man. Will be avoiding assaulting the elderly to return to fight Dustin Nice Guy Poirier. That guy's so nice. He's trying to lock in on the Nice Guy Market by donating 500 grand to Dustin's charity. It's actually a very nice touch. I give the man a lot of grief on this podcast. It's a very nice touch. Wait a second. That's somebody at the flying. says is a solo studio door. Oh my goodness! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. MMA superstar, Conor the notorious, McGregor. Oh, a very good, now. Very good. Very good to be here. Very blessed. Once again, I'm not. I'm not. I can't bring myself to do it. I can't do an interview with myself. Don't make any sense for me to be sitting with a mic attached to a bedside tail. And doing McGregor interviewing himself. But at the same time that would be very good now. That would be very good. I look forward to fighting a Dustin nice guy Poirier in the next bout of my fighting season. I have scheduled everything meticulously. I have been doing my McGregor fast conditioning and I look forward to severing Dustin's head from his fucking body and holding his head above the adoring crowd Dustin is a lovely guy I'm sure he has a lot of nice jackets some of them might even be Python but rest assured come late 2020 the king will return Maybe the worst McGregor impression ever transpire. Did I fall off? I might have fallen off. Twitter feeding changed me. It used to be funny. Ah. Uh, not about it, folks. Oh. Before we leave, friend of the show and mysterious entity known not by a human name, but exclusively by the name. The Horn Job said to me, we're in a car, on route to bowling, bumping some Savage mode 2, as I'm sure y'all had been. He says, now, you meet the girl of your dreams. I've fuck it is about time. It is about time, not all of us can find love in an apple green. Shout out to my former podcast co-host David McCann. There might be an episode of SSS this week if he can manage to fucking find something to do with a Sunday afternoon. And he goes, You find the girl of your dreams. She's everything you ever wish for. I go, She can name the entire 2008 Manchester United Champions League winning starting 11? He says, Oh, absolutely. And he says, So while that's happening, I go, Phew, eh? Sounds good. Fua. He goes, But her last boyfriend was her cousin I'm thinking oh fuck it's a bad bad look bad look for me so I'm thinking to think myself what would you do for the girl of your dreams like she can quote Chael Son in press conferences like like she's wife material apart from you know her last boy was her cousin Said very simply. So long as it wasn't my cousin let the boys play. <laughs> That's it folks. You've been once again. On a plane to nowhere. And I've been your captain now Murray. And we've been flying. So this is a solo. God bless. Safe home. Good night.